Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision, part of the people. Guys, as you know, most of y'all that watch this, this is our weekly show that is our Q&A show that we do for you, our fans and listeners, that you send in your questions, man, and we try to give them some answers or feedback from what we've heard or know and um, just try to to interact with you, the fan. And um, we appreciate you each and every week. For sending in these questions. As you know, as always, I'm your boy Hirsch with me, the hype man Wes. What's good, Gator Nation? What's good? If you watch this week's uh regular show, you already know CJ is out. His wife had a baby girl. They're all help healthy and happy. So continue prayers and wishes to them. As you might know, this show doesn't air till Saturday. We record this on Wednesday night, though, guys. So um bear with us. If anything we say has changed between now and Saturday when you listen to the show or Sunday or whenever you listen to it, um, sometimes that stuff happens. That's just the the risk we take by recording it on Wednesday when we're all free and available to do such things. But as always, guys, make sure you go out there, download the podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast from, and we're available at all those providers. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, guys, go ahead, subscribe to the channel. Drop a like on the video if you like this content and leave a comment down below, guys, if for your question, maybe for next week or or give your predictions for the NFC and AFC championship games that will be starting as you watch this on Saturday. Give your predictions on who wins below and what that Super Bowl matchup is going to look like, guys. We love to read that stuff. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that here in a minute. We talked about it at the end of the regular show, but in case you miss it, we'll talk about it on this one too. All right, man, we're going to jump right on into it. We got a load of questions. Y'all sent in all kinds of wrestling questions this week. I might have to put y'all on our damn like two-question cutoff or something like that because <laughs> we're getting way out of hand now. Y'all, y'all, we love – I you ain't – you ain't upsetting me. I love it. But somebody's going to get mad and be like, I thought this was a football show and all y'all were talking about is wrestling. And that's why this show isn't for everyone. It's, and that's it's cool. the off-season, man. It's the, it's off-season. the off-season, man. We need topics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to start right off with our boy, Sam Atwell. Sam, thank you for sending in your questions. He's got two. Um, I'll start off with this one. Any news on if we're still pursuing the tight end from Air Force? Uh, Sam? Last I heard, I believe we are, um, but others think we're not, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, Some people think that we're we're still trying to. 
Uh, I've heard other people say we really don't need another tight end right now. We took, as of this recording on Wednesday, we took a preferred walk-in tight end. Preferred walk-in. Jesus, God, get it together, Hirsch. You're already struggling. It's We're in five minutes. A preferred walk-on tight end uh, earlier today. So maybe they decided to go a different route. But like I said, this by they have to be added by Friday. So by the time of this recording, you know, hey. His other question, Sam, your other question. Have you heard any news about potential recruits for 2025 that might be committing soon? Um, I have a couple. We talked about one on the main show. Um, Peyton Joseph, offensive lineman from Warner Robins, is committing on February 14th. So it looks real good for the good guys right now. And another one to keep an eye on is Hilton Stubbs. Uh, he's a safety out of uh, Mandarin down there in Florida. And that young man is has come really close to committing to Florida a couple times. So it would not surprise me if he comes, makes another visit, if he went ahead and popped. Here you go, uh, Wes. Um, I'm gonna. This is a good question. I want. I want your answer for this. Um, Braden McGrew asked McNew. I'm sorry, Braden. I read your name too fast. How many games does Billy have to win to keep his job? Question mark. Seven? Question mark. I think seven with that schedule next year and with uh, the universe, Miami getting Cam Ward. I, I counted it as a victory. In a couple of weeks, we're going to do, uh, we've, we've talked about it, we're going to do an outlook on the schedule as far as what January looks like, well, it'll be February when we do it, but from February before uh, uh, we get all these practice notes and this guy looks like the next guy and uh, Trey Wilson looks like Percy Harvin and Trey Webb looks like uh, Fred Taylor and uh, Graham Mertz looks like Joe Burrow 2.0. Before we get all in all of that, we're going to have a preview of the, uh, what we think uh, as far as our look on the season. But I think seven will save Billy because it'll be – but it also has to look good uh, against the schedule. It, it, we can't get blown out by – with the five losses. Because we win seven games, that's five losses. We can't get blown out in all five losses either. So, it, to me, seven wins will save him if we look competitive in those five losses. Um, that's – you know, Georgia's probably being that one of those losses. So, let's, let's say we get blown out – 17 points, 20 points, Georgia. We can't get blown out against FSU. We can't get blown out against Miami. We can't get blown out against Ole Miss. And we can't get blown out against uh, Missouri. Let's say that's the fifth loss. We can't have five blowouts as well. It has to be kind of close in some of those games where it's competitive and the team looks like they're progressing. The last two years, Billy has failed closing the season where it's not looking – same thing with McElwain in his uh, – first two seasons where even though we went to the SC championship game, we know we're going on like a two or three uh, loss within the SC championship game and losing to Florida state and losing to whoever that was. It doesn't look like, okay, going into next year, how are we going to look? So uh, I think seven wins could save him his job, but it has to look good going down the stretch and he can't have the same season. He has the last three, I mean the last, excuse me, the last two years where it looks like we're not progressing on the field as well. I'm gonna keep it honest. I think they can win six and make a bowl game, and he'll and he'll still have his job. 
I really, really do. I, I, the more and more I think about it and the more and more I listen to people that know a lot more than I do. It's that schedule. I think if he, I think DJ. if he wins six games against that schedule, knowing he he the year after is the DJ year, yep, I'm gonna give him every opportunity. But like I said, he has to not only win six games, but you said it, he's got to look better in doing so. Yep, there is no losing games you ain't supposed to lose. There are no getting blown out. You got to look competitive. I mean, now can you get blown out? Yeah, you can get blown up by Georgia. Can you get can you lose at the end of the game and it look ugly on the scoreboard at the end of the game against Georgia and Texas? Probably. You can those are the two. But no, FSU is there's no excuse. I, you know, that that team is not the team that you even held with for three and a half quarters this year, next year. They're just not. There is no verse out there you know there is no johnny wilson there is no coleman (laughs) all those cats are gone and and granted we didn't have to face you know the quarterback but i'm not dj i ain't on the same level yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and you get to prep for him by facing kg k you know kj jefferson again when you play um ucf i mean very similar in body types and skill sets in my eyes. So, yeah, I think if you win six games and you look competent, even in the losses, I think he keeps his job. Now, don't go out week one and get blown out by Miami, or, and, and that ball is going to roll the wrong way real fast. fast. Like, you, that's a you can't do it. I understand that's Cam Moore, but, hey, that's your game one in a new system with a new team. You'll never catch him more off guard. You've got yep. Graham Mertz experienced. You know, you've got an experienced pretty much your whole offense outside of Ricky and obviously Trevor is returning. So, you know, get that figured out in the offseason. Maybe Trey Webb steps up and, and fills that void. Um, you know, maybe Shamir DK feels that I don't I'm not saying he's going to be Ricky. I don't think he's going to get a thousand yards, but you've got plenty of talent in that receiver room now. There's no excuse that two or three of those guys can't step up. I mean, I think Khalil Jackson should have a a good season now. We he's shown he's got the ability. Mm-hmm. Um Boardingham should be much better. You're getting Zipperer back. Now offense should be much improved. And this is before we even get into the conversation is of are you getting another a new offensive coordinator? I mean, so the big question mark will continue to be the defense. Yep. Now, to me, there's no excuse for the defense not to be better either. <laughs> uh, second year under the they, system. They can't be any worse, Hurst. They can't be any worse. <laughs> um, you got a, a new, exuberant, high-energy defensive back coach. You know, you've got a defensive line coach that – Pros and other college athletes all like rave about. Um, and then you got Rogers coming in to oversee the whole thing, kind of help gel it together, a veteran presence to kind of keep all these young guys kind of in ch- I really think with with Childs and, and Graham coming in and you know, young linebackers, I, I really think the defense steps forward next year. Like I said, I think you six games and you can 
keep your job, but I really think there's a chance to get out in front of that. And we'll talk about that later on when we talk about that schedule. Um, Jed Kill sends this one in. Jed, thank you as always for sending in your question. Wes, I'm going to throw this one to you as well. Realistically, how much do you see DJ use this season? Curious to see if it looks close to the leak and Tebow in 06. Well, contrary to what people believe, Tebow wasn't really used that much. Uh, he was just used in like goal line and fourth and ones, third and ones situations. Um, and, and this is before, that's a good question because this is before it's Brandon and I can get an idea of how DJ looks in, in the office. But uh, I, and, and because the schedule so tough, I can't see him coming in and like those, you know, like, okay, we're going to blow out uh florida a&m or somebody or you know what i mean so it, mm-hmm. it it's kind of weird um because of the schedule i and mertz played in my opinion he played so well last year with the lack of turnovers that it kept us in ball games that we probably wouldn't have been uh the the previous year um that's a good damn question um i don't think he's going to be used as much as we might want and I think that will be a testament to the way Mertz will play this year. Let me say that. I th- I think you'll see it. It'll be like Tebow years because people people don't realize. I, I think you're going to see him like once a half, maybe. Yeah, it won't be like that. Because I don't more. see Billy, and this is it, we know Billy is very. That's what's the question. right What's the right word for this? I don't want to say he's not a risk taker because we saw some of those crazy ass play trick plays last year. But I don't think he's the kind of guy who take momentum away from his quarterback. Yeah. The um, way the way Dan did the the perfect comp would have been Emory and, and, and AR. Trask. No, 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 no. Yes. Em, yes Emory yes, and Trask. Yes. I don't think he plays that's and when you say that, that gave me a good example. I don't think it will be Emory and Trask. Remember yeah, Emory every third, third yeah. series, him running out there. I, no, I don't know. I, I don't see him do that. I think you'll see him once a half just so people have the game plan for him. Yep. Um, because if you, I mean, and that way you, you work him in. Now, if the game's a blowout, say you're, you know, whoever, well, whoever you might blow out <laughs> on this schedule, you know, you get him snaps obviously in the fourth quarter. That's, but, this might be a situation if of depending on what you see early in the season, you you maybe you play him four games and then he's done. Now, I don't really think that's gonna happen because I don't think DJ's spending four years at anywhere. No. <laughs> I just I mean, as of today. Now, granted, look, we've seen great quarterbacks get to college and and disappear. We're talking about you, <clears throat> Tate Martell. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could happen, but I, I don't think it's happening because this young man is just so physically gifted. I think it now, I don't want to say this out loud, but I think it would take a real idiot to screw DJ up. <laughs> I mean, but you know, somebody's going to feast on that, that answer. <clears throat> All right. Justin Wood has his, uh, usual, handful of questions. Justin, you asked a baseball question. I'm going to lay off on that one. That's CJ's territory, obviously, and he's not here for it. So, um, 
keep that question in your back pocket and, and ask it next week. All right. <clears throat> First question, any news on how the new strength conditioning coach is working out so far? Do the players like him? No players going down to the local gym anymore to work out with Mike Kent, LOL. Um, no, so far, everything I've heard has been great. Um, and, of course, you see the little hype-up videos that they, they post on Twitter. And I said it in the main show. I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into that because, um, you know, that's very choice, what they choose to show and whatnot. So you can't ever really buy into that as in like, oh, man, look how much more they like this guy than the last guy. Um, there were pr plenty of videos where Hawk was out there fired up and the players were fired up. So, but um, like we reported in our last episode, man, we're going to have Justice Boone on next week. And that's one of the questions that's at the top of the list that I personally want to ask is, is how different is the strength and conditioning program, you know, versus the old guy? Uh, he, Justin's next question. Do we expect any more players to transfer out of Florida? After spring practice, I will look for that. Probably. Yeah. It, yeah. it really depends on maybe some guys and how close they are to graduating. Like mm -hmm. that's sometimes what guys, cause I mean, you know, you know how much uh, weight a diploma from the university of Florida holds. Um, like, you know, you get that diploma. If you stay say, well, man, I'd really like to transfer to another school where I'm going to play more. But if I wait three more months, I've got my diploma. And then I can grad transfer wherever I want to transfer, you know, yada, yada, yada. Portal kind of opens back up again as well. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. you get that spring portal. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have to see, like, you know, Humphrey's trans. This is like we said, we recover this. We record this on Wednesday evening. Humphreys transferred. We were told today, like he was, you know, he just graduated and he's gone. Nobody, there wasn't any real announcement about it or anything like that. So, um, Justin, your next question. Do you think there's any traction with the newly offered QB Matt Zollers? Um, Justin, I mean, I think they're just throwing a wide net out there on quarterbacks right now. I still believe the top two are Montgomery and Antoine Hill. Um, I don't know how much of attraction there is to it yet. I think he'd need to visit a few times, bring his family, all that good stuff. I haven't heard anything more than that. You're going to have a hard time this cycle getting a high recruit, you know, a high quarterback to come in and sit behind DJ for a minimum of two years. So it'll be interesting to see who that guy that chooses to be is. Ryan Guerin asks, who's in your way too early top three rational wish list for the 25 recruiting cycle? Ryan, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I have not broke it down that deep yet. Um, <laughs> you know, something we're, we're, we're trying to get through the transfer portal stuff right now. Obviously, like I just mentioned, uh, Montgomery or Hill, one of those two right now was in my top of the list. Having watched highlights of both, I'm really impressed with them. Um, Obviously, um, Peyton Joseph, the offensive lineman that it looks like we may get. I mean, anytime you can get a high recruited offensive lineman, God knows we'll take him because yeah. a, a guy ranked inside the top 120 ain't happening very often under this um, administration. And we know that. Hell, it didn't happen very much in the old one either. 
So my, my, um, my scare to that is if we do make changes on the offensive line as far as coaches, does he mm-hmm. push back his uh Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because we're gonna know that we're probably gonna know that here at the end of January when those two contracts come up, you know, what happens once especially once these NFL coaches get in place if Rob Sale was to go back to NFL, which there have been rumors about. So we're gonna we're gonna have to wait and see. Um and another, I don't have a specific name to place with this, but you've got to find a way to get an elite receiver in 2025. Yeah. We I mean, I love, the, I love the guys we got. Obviously, you can't say enough about them. Trey Wilson is that dude. I mean, but he wasn't ranked like that dude. I mean, some, you know, own three had him ranked high, but the other ones were kind of eh on him. Um you need a surefire, can't miss kind of top one hundred receiver. You got to go yeah. all out for that. I want to, and see... preferably one that's six one, six two, somewhere in there to offset we got, all we these five ten yeah. speedsters. Yeah, like at got, some point you've got to have a balance in that you, wide receiver room. And 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 you guys know how I felt about twenty four class for the, the class. This is how I'm looking at twenty five season, saying that Billy Napier is going to be there. And DJ Lagway is going to be our quarterback. I want him to have a big. I'm I'm looking at the tight end position. Okay, Bordenham will be going into his junior year, and then we're looking at okay, can we get somebody to pair up with Trey? Uh, let's say um, Andy Gene is a is a dude this year. Let's say um, uh, what's his name? Um, a fast guy, the other fast. Aiden Mazel. Mazel is is a dude. I still want to have that big receiver, that possession. You need a possession there. guy. You need yeah. a ten yard and hook kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, I'm going to throw it in the back corner. You go up and get it, kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, since Pitts left, I'd argue we. I mean, and you Grimes know. and Grimes too. Grimes, Grimes big, yeah. Well, Grimes shorter, shorter was shorter that guy was too. too. Yeah, he was. I, I really, you know, short memory here. Um, yeah, shorter was. I, I think just shorter. Doesn't get enough love, and I don't think he was used as good as he could have been. Uh, you know, part of that was just obviously AR was not fully to what he's gonna be one day yet. He's you know, new coach, new system, all that good stuff, questionable system. We know, um, but yeah, we got to get a receiver in here that's got some size and can and can battle with corners, especially the physical corners you run up against in the SEC. All right, one more football. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A question from Justin Cordero. If Strickland left for another job, who would your be on your wish list of AD hires for Florida? Look, Justin, I'm going to be very admitting something right now. I don't know jack about ADs. I really don't. I don't follow it. I've never followed ADs that deeply until they, except when they get hired at the University of Florida. Um, hey, give me the cat. It's that old miss. <laughs> um, I'm just throwing stuff against the wall here because that, that dude's bought in. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, find me guys that, that will possibly leave their job for an upgrade if you can, you know. I, I like to think. I don't, I'm like, I'm glad you answered that question first because I don't know ADs like that as well. But I want a guy that's going to toe the line. A guy that's not afraid to toe the line and not afraid to. I want a guy that's not afraid to go up against the UAA or anybody else and saying, look, yeah, this is what we what need saying. to do to be great in football, to be great yeah. in basketball. I'm tired of the penny pension hire a coach that's kind of, you know, he's hot, but he's not like scorching white guy. knuckle hot. We need the damn, you know, hey. Non-political guy. I need a guy that's gonna go in there. Well, Dan Lanning's gonna cost too much. Well, then we need to pay it. If yep. that, if it came to hiring another coach, obviously we're we're talking in very theoretical, you know, hypothetical situations here. If Nate was to lose his job and you had a new ID, because I'm sure both are gonna go hand in hand. Yeah. Because Scott Strickland's not hiring another football coach. It's just not happening. Um. But my fear is that this UAA is going to hire a guy that want that you know that's kind of a puppet and does what they want to do. But maybe Ben Sassy surprises me, steps up and says, "Hey, I'm running the show now." So. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the wrestling question section of the show. So you don't want to hear the wrestling questions. I'm just telling you now. I separated them out just for this this matter. Because I'm going down the line now. And if you don't want to listen to these, you can back out now. But make sure you like and subscribe before you do that. Yeah, make sure you like and subscribe for the content you've already heard. All right, final warning. Here we go. All right. Justin Cordero writes, favorite pay-per-view theme in WWF and WCW, Rumble and Bash at, at the beach for me. Also, how many... My God, Justin, you put a wrestling question and a football question in the same one and threw me off target. I'm just, we're just going over the wrestling questions. Favorite point pay-per-view in WCW, always Halloween Havoc, man. Loved Halloween Havoc. Favorite match of all time, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, 1997 Halloween Havoc. Can remember these things. <laughs> WWF, Royal Rumble, hands down, can't wait for Saturday. Love a Royal Rumble. Always been my favorite surprises and stuff like that. It just always has been the best. Wes, um, I love all the WrestleManias. Um, my my favorite, even though The Rock is my uh my my favorite of all time. I can't remember their event off the top of my head because I wasn't prepared for that that that, <laughs> that question. But uh, I would go with the one where he lost to Stone Cold. Um, where they that was all three times he faced him at WrestleMania. Yeah, the one where <laughs> I, I think that they kept jumping out of their uh, the uh, the their uh, final whatever their their, their, their movie, finishers, their finishers. I couldn't think of the name, but the finishers. I can't uh, remember they, the number of them. That might have been the either. second one. That might have been the second one where they, I was like, the Rock is gonna win because I because he beat him the uh, Stone Cold beat him the first time, but. Yeah, that, that second one, I believe, was the one I thought The Rock was going to finally win because uh, I think I told you guys before when he asked the rest of the question, the Corporate Rock was my favorite rock. Uh, not the Hollywood Rock and other than that, but the Corporate Rock was my favorite one. He was, was kind of a, uh, a heel, but he was kind of a uh, not a heel. where you He was a heel, but you loved him at the same time. That was my favorite you. rock, yeah. Justin Wood. 
Favorite wrestler in WCW? Mine is Diamond Dallas Page. Um, Justin, mine, uh, I'll get right on top of what uh, um, CJ said last week. Mine will always be Sting for WCW. Wes, you yeah. have one for WCW? Uh, Ultimate Warrior. Um, he was in WCW no, no. for like two months. I, 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 screw that. Not, not, I, I would go with Sting, too. I would go with Sting. I wanted to say Scott Hall, but nah, I'm gonna go with Scott Hall was great Sting. in WCW. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't quite Razor, but um, Bo Dolls asked favorite female wrestler. Man, that's a good question. My legitimately one of my favorites. I'm gonna say somebody that nobody would talk. Well, no, I'm not actually. I, Lita was probably my all time favorite female wrestler just because she could do the crazy stuff before any of the women started trying to do the the moon salts and the stuff like that, yeah, you know, when, parties, yeah, yeah. You got a favorite female wrestler of all time. I don't know if you would constitute her as a wrestler, but I will go with China because uh, she's absolutely people. a wrestler. What are you talking okay. about? I mean, because she didn't wrestle a lot, lot. Yes, like, she did. She I was mean, the first ever woman in the Royal rumble, but people know her as, you know, coming in and fixing stuff for Triple H. I know, but she yeah. set a new standard for women's wrestling. Yeah, if yeah. you listen China. to women, like if you listen to people like Beth Phoenix talk about it, she's the reason that a lot of these women got into wrestling. Yeah, I love China. China was China was my girl, and rest in peace. And I, as much as I love Triple H, because he was at my time at one time before I converted to the Rock. Triple H was my favorite uh, with the pedigree and all that stuff and DX. Um, and we know how that went when he left her for Stephanie, but uh, I think that turned her down a spiral and kind of blackballed her out of Yeah, it messed her up big yeah. time, man. That was yeah. sad. Yeah, so I, I will go with China. I love China. Chase Stubbins asks, favorite tag team of all time? Mine is Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. Jay, mine. That's a good question. That is a good question. See, you got that, to be that's more a good ready answer for this. Too, yeah. Mine is Edge and Christian. It ain't even close, man. I, I'd say a very close second is the Steiner brothers, but I'm surprised you didn't say, even though they wasn't like a real tag team, I'm surprised you didn't say the Rock and uh, the Rock. <laughs> I know Zach, you, yeah, I know that's you. That's more of a comedy know, act, like yeah. you were about to say. I'm talking about if you're love, talking about real, legitimate, recognized tag team wrestlers, like yeah, you know, and Animal, there's a lot I, of people that are very serious about tag team wrestling. Like they're like that's why I say when he said Hawk and Animal that. To me, that's that a real tag it. team. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, Edge and Christian, man they they were they were not only were they great wrestlers, but they were funny as hell too. Um, and my, had some great segments with my boy Mick when he was the general manager of Raw. This would throw you back, Hurst. Napster. Remember Napster? Mm-hmm. When you record all the songs and everything, yeah. I had all the theme musics that, that that when I had Napster. My and of course, if I'm saying Napster, what is the greatest theme music of that time? It would be Road Dog and Billy Gunn. I had that oh, on there. You Road didn't know. <laughs> Road Dog. Yeah, I was a big DX fan. That's why I was. Don't let me tell my you. I used, to, <laughs> I used to go around at work. I was working at Publix. Um, I had just become a manager when the, when they became like real big. Yeah, I used to go in the back room and come around the corner. And and yell that from the other end of the back room. <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> and, and oh, dog, man. And yeah, man. 
bad. Your ass hurt. better call. <laughs> <laughs> the All right. Last question. Oh, Lucas, the Gator Man, ask favorite all time storyline. Mine is the Undertaker and Kane storyline. And Lucas, that's a damn good one. That was so yeah. well done when they turned when they turned Glenn Jacobs into Kane and had him show up. And that man was scary when he first came out, man. <laughs> um, mine, my favorite storyline will forever be Crow Sting versus the NWO in WCW. That was a, a year in making before he, you know, Sting didn't even talk for a year to, to set up the storyline. That's real storytelling, man. That was, um, I don't even have a remotely close second, to be very honest with you. Mm. See, West doesn't even have a first. Yeah, I mean, to me, that 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 would have been my first uh, because you know I talked about how I always how, when the NWO infiltrated uh, WCW, well, not the NWO, but when Scott Hall and Nash went over there, and I, I wanted, the invasion uh, angle was really the, cool. When they did the Wolfpack, I wanted Scott Hall because he was my yeah. favorite at that time. I wanted him to go over to the Wolfpack, and he was like. He did this. It was about the money. I got to go to the black and white. It was about the money. That 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 was a. It was that, hard that, when that, they that, broke that, up yeah. him and Nash, man. Yeah, that 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 was because because in junction with that, the invasion storyline was so crazy because yeah. nothing like that had ever been done, and that was before we had the internet to get on and get spoiled. You know, we didn't have Twitter or anything remotely, even in that stratosphere back then. For people to say, "Oh, well, Scott Hall signed with WCW, and he's going to show up on on you know Nitro on this date." And then they, you know, you were watching, yeah. and you're like, "Man, this dog was just on WWE." We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's before the <laughs> we knew no no leaks and stuff came yeah, out. Yeah, there were no so I no spoilers. My favorite would have my favorite when Sean I'm not calling Sean Michaels when HBA, HBK came hey. back. And we thought that he was going to be with DX and he ended up going corporate. Um, and yeah. that storyline when The Rock, to me, this is my old, Rock did so many phenomenal promos. But when he did everybody's promo, like their, their line. I know said, which one you're talking about. <laughs> when he came when he did Macho, no, no, when he did Fire. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not it. That to, to be me, the best, you got to be. Ah. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> yeah, and Triple H yells out, yeah, no, that's uh, "Yours is not, not that good either." <laughs> yeah, that me when they did that storyline that I was caught up because I was in love with The Rock and he did that and he was like, "To be the best, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it either." To when me, The Rock, that was... when DX went against the Nation of Domination, that was a damn good storyline yeah, too. Yeah. When Rock was really just getting his first buzz, he was like Intercontinental Champion. And they did the skit on like back-to-back shows where they came out dressed like the other ones and made fun of them. And and uh, Hunter come out kind of in semi-blackface with the eyebrow on him and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. That was good, man. X Pac and all of the like, that's why I love the X man. Yeah, the croc. <laughs> it, wasn't that when the, when he did the, the the promo when he did everybody when they were yeah, in yeah, the yeah. ring already yeah that, that I think they were already in the ring when uh, he came out and he said to be the man you got no that's not it yeah yeah that's no crazy, that's not man. it either yeah oh, they had some great raw the raw days were unbeaten yeah Rock, Rock was a master master with the mic all 
All right, guys, thanks for sending in all your questions as always, guys. We got we got some more football business we're going to talk about before we get out of here. Me and Wes, our, our, our NFL teams don't have a head coach right now. Wes is a Commanders fan. I'm a Falcons fan. Yes, our lives are miserable. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we're going to talk about, man, who we want our head coach to be right now. You know, we, neither one of us have our head coach. Uh, we're recording this like just an hour after Jim Harbaugh has been announced um, head coach of the Chargers. So the Falcons uh, missed on that one. He was supposed to come tomorrow for a second interview. Wes, who you want the commanders to hire, man? Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator from Detroit. Um, I, I want him and – the, the more and more I see that uh, uh, what's the Tennessee Titans head coach um, that I think I'm surprised he hasn't got a job. Um, Vrabel. Vrabel had an album. He's Look. interviewing in Atlanta as we speak. Okay. So depending on what y'all do, I would love it. I, I hope he doesn't sit out a year. I would love for him to be my defensive coordinator and give me Brian. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated with offensive uh, coordinators being head coaches. The reason being is because if like uh, you look at the Houston Texans, for example, uh, D'Amico Ryan's and, and Brian Sloak has done a hell of a job over there with CJ Stroud. But if Brian Sloak leaves, what does that leave CJ Stroud? D'Amico Ryan's has to have a new offensive guy in there to work with a young quarterback. Might not be the same. So I'm infatuated for that reason with offensive-minded coaches. As um, the same thing with college football, I love offensive-minded guys because you don't have to worry about the guy leaving. Uh, as far as your office coordinator taking another job. Same thing that Detroit is about to go through. Whether Brian Johnson goes to, I keep saying Brian Johnson, um, I can't remember his first name, but if Johnson leaves the Detroit Lions and goes to your team, the Atlanta Falcons, or comes to my team, the Washington Commanders, or goes to the uh, Carolina Panthers, then Detroit might be set back because he's done worlds of wonders with Jared Goff, who... The uh, the Rams didn't even want it anymore. They wanted Stafford because Sean McVay didn't believe in him anymore. So to see what he just done with uh, uh, Jared Goff, I want that guy in my building. I want that guy to be my head coach. Now, I know it's a different uh, title when you're a CEO and you have to do all the media stuff and be a type of CEO where you have to see the whole football field and really call plays and, and, and indulge yourself in that. But I want an offensive-minded guy. And to me, to see the stuff he has done, uh, I think he's led uh, as far as percentage, as far as under center, which I love because the way you can do play action and stuff, you see a lot of these guys in shotgun all the time. And to me, to, to, to make those linebackers honest and have them come up, he's done wonders in that offense. So I, I, that's what I want. I want Johnson from um, Detroit. See, you know, I got to deal with all this Bill Belichick stuff down here in Atlanta, man. And um, I – some people will call me crazy for not wanting Bill Belichick, but I, I just, I kind of don't, I, I understand the pluses to it, but I don't want like a one to maximum three year deal. Cause I think he's just chasing Shula's record at this point. And I don't want a guy that's just going to be here a couple years and then you have to do it all over again. I want a guy that's can possibly be a cornerstone to your organization. Now, you know, I also know that continuing to hire coordinators is a flip of the coin on how that's going to work out. But I'm really, really infatuated with the two guys that we've interviewed from the Ravens being Mike um, McDonald and um, Anthony Weaver. Mike McDonald's defensive coordinator for the Ravens. I mean, 
Ravens have the best defense in the league. Um, Falcons defense was much better this year. Our defensive coordinator just signed and I just left to go to Jacksonville. So, um, man, I just, I don't know. I feel like with the offensive weapons we have, a defensive guy could come in, run that defense, and hire a young, hot shot offensive coordinator to take advantage of, of Pitts and London and Robinson and, you know, just all the offensive weapons we have. If, and I also, Really, I'm not too keen on just hiring, getting a one to two year rental veteran quarterback. I know a lot of people said, "Well, if Bill Belichick comes, Kirk Cousins might come to the Falcons," and I just I don't want to do that. The this question is because we we talked about it on the last one. Um, I know you say you don't want to do that. What if that gets you a Super Bowl within two years? What if Kirk Cousins leaves you with with a Bill Belichick defense? You know, you're going to get a disciplined uh, defense, right? So you're going to get a disciplined defense. Let's say not this year. Let's say you make it to the division round next year, and then you say, okay, we get another linebacker, another safety on defense because you have dudes. Like, you don't have guys. You have dudes at wide receiver, tight end, and running back. You have guys. And Kirk Cousins leads you to a Super Bowl in 2020, would it be 2026? Would you take that and then reset? (laughs) I got to ask you. I don't think you're going to have any tread on the tires with him by then, though. That's the problem. Which one? Which guy? Cousins. I mean, Cousins is already, you know, he got hurt this year, and now you're coming back from the the ACL. Or was it an Achilles? I can't remember which one he had. I can't remember either. Um, But it's still a leg injury on a guy that's not getting any younger. Another guy I've heard is Russell Wilson, and I'm like, no, I don't want Russ either. I like, take Kirk first. I take Kirk first. <laughs> yeah, I would too because you've seen what he's done up there. You know, obviously with Justin Jefferson, and um, he don't he don't need his legs to be to be good. Addison, I mean, he's and his tight end. He works. He uses his tight ends. I mean, could it work? Absolutely. You I just see him with another Florida. Tight end Jordan Reed when I when he was in Washington with me like Jordan oh, I, Reed had I with Kirk so imagine what he would do. With I, I'm just I'm just worried that if you take that gamble, Cousins gets hurt, arm goes out, whatever happens. I mean, now granted, you've seen quarterbacks have tremendous longevity in that league. I mean, you know Tom Manning, you know Eli, all those guys. You know he's the type that would do it. Other than that's why I'll say him over Russell because Kirk never needed his legs. Kirk is going to get the ball out. He's not going to take the big hits. Um, this was the first My, year he's ever missed a game. Like yeah, but you he, look at he played you look at starts, starts. Yeah, but you look at how the the best teams, man, they have quarterbacks that are mobile for the most part. Now, I mean, True. obviously Brock Purdy is probably not what you would call and golf. And golf. Uh, yeah, golf. But those are teams, you know. Once again, that's yeah. You get the defense right, maybe you're working with something. But I don't, I don't know, man. It's just it's one of those. The problem Atlanta's having is, Belichick doesn't want to work with Rich McKay, and then Arthur Blank doesn't want to fire or get rid of Rich McKay. So at some point, you've got to make a decision. What do you want more? Do you want to win, or do you want to be friends? And Smith <laughs> is good. The, the assistant GM, he came from Washington. He got my core right. Uh, the assistant GM, I can't. I remember his first name, but Smith, the guy that's next to McKay, 
He's legit. So Fontenot is our GM. Guy. Terry Fontenot is our GM. Who's the assist guy? Kevin, is it Kevin? I don't know. He came from Washington, but he's he's a good Italian back. And y'all have a good roster. It's not it's not the roster. Oh no, we should have won five more games than we won this year. Y'all should have beat us. We should have won that division. Walk running away like it shouldn't even been close. But here we are. All right, boys and girls, man, that is gonna do it for this week's part of the people. We uh. We sure do appreciate y'all just tuning in with us as we ramble about things and kind of just have, you know, regular old conversations <laughs> on here. Barbershop talk. Yeah, exactly. But as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Leave some questions below if you got questions for next week's show or be on the lookout for our questionnaire. It'll be up as usual on Monday. Get those questions in. Busy week next week. Don't miss our interview with Justice uh, Boone. Don't miss the interviews we got with um, Mr. Babara from Florida Victorious. That'll be up this weekend. A lot of new content coming, guys. going to be a busy year. Hopefully we can provide you all with a lot of great content. But until then, guys, make sure you follow us, subscribe, leave a like on the video. And until next time, guys, go Gators. Go Gators. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.